You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley along with Deacon Paul Trinan. And we've had a beautiful show this morning. If you've missed any of it, you can check out our podcast, which can be found online at realpresenceradio.com or our app. And just to prove, just to prove to everybody out there that we are Real Presence Live, uh, our next guest, we're not able to connect with him right now. So we're going to kind of fill you in a little bit on the background of Michael Norton and, 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 and explain why he's, he's such an interesting interview for, for us and a group of quite interesting folks to interview. But he's an author, right? He's authored a book called The Hiker's Guide. That's what catches my eye because I'm a big, big hiker. I love going hiking. I'm going hiking this weekend out at the Black Hills. A hiker's guide to purgatory? <laughs> to purgatory. A hiker's guide to purgatory. And it just came out in, on Ignatian Press. And uh, gosh, I'd really encourage folks to go check it out. But um, yeah, it's a novel. It's my understanding. We're going to try to connect with Michael here in just a few minutes. Um, some technical difficulties, but here's this here's this individual, Michael Norton, the, the author, who, uh, is, as far as I know, this is his first novel, and he decides to write um, a novel about this main character, Dan, who um, wakes up and finds himself in this really quite remarkable location quite beautiful location and yet he realizes he's not where he was just a few minutes ago which was surrounded in a hospital type setting with lights and beeps and machines going but he's in a different place now he's in a different he's in a different location so that's kind of the basis for um this individual the character dan and how this uh, novel will take off for us. So I'm really looking forward to, hopefully, we can connect with, with Michael on this. But um, I don't know. Have you, ever, have you ever considered purgatory and where, how that fits into your worldview or your, your own personal spiritual view, Teresa? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Like, I guess I've never, like, really pictured it. Which I guess I should to make it more real for me. But yeah. my dad has a huge devotion to the Holy Souls. Uh, and so growing up, like every night before bed, we would have um, prayers for the souls in purgatory. And we would him. read off like all the recent family members who have passed or things like that. Um, so he really instilled for us a knowledge and a love for it. Yeah. But I can't say like I've imagined like what it would be like to hike through purgatory. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We have a devotion. Um, we pray every day at the Abbey at the Hour of Mercy, 3 o'clock, and pray for different folks and different issues, but also for those that have recently passed away as well. And it's just such a, a great gift of our faith to be called to intercede for these folks. And uh, I imagine, once we get Michael on the line, he's going to explain the value of those prayers, that they have merit, that they do have merit when we pray for those folks that are in purgatory. And um, a lot of times, um, a good friend, a deacon friend of mine, Deacon Mark Kober, will always pray for the, um, the poor souls in purgatory, like you said your dad does. 
and especially those that no one else is mm. praying for at this time. Sometimes I think the the person that's least prayed for in purgatory gets the most prayers because so many people quote that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, one of the other interesting things about Michael, as I looked in online and did a little bit of research, whoop, did a little research on his. Oh, are you there, Michael? I am. Sweet. Well, Good morning. welcome aboard. Are you in Michigan? I am. Well, we're here in uh, Northeast South Dakota talking to you right now. So my name is Deacon Paul, Deacon Paul Trinan. And I'm Teresa Curley. So we're our host here on Real Presence. Go. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a blast. I, we've been trying to fill in some of the, the time and make it, make it productive for our listeners, but you are the author of a book on hiking, correct? Well, actually, it's a book on purgatory. <laughs> the hook is hiking. The title is, the title is A Hiker's Guide to Purgatory, but, um, you know, it, it's really not a, not a guidebook. It's really a, it's a, it's a novel. It's a novel. And the main character is a, is a 77-year-old man named Dan, right? Right. So let's right. just, let's just jump into it, Michael. Give us... Because we were talking, we were talking before you got on, and Teresa's saying I've never really kind of thought about what purgatory would even look like. You know, we talk about praying yeah. for the souls in purgatory, but give us an idea of what's going on in this novel. Well, it's it, it basically, it's uh, I guess you could call it an adventure story that just happens to be set in purgatory, um, and. I, I wrote it for a couple of reasons, but you know, the, the main thing is that uh, it kind of follows in the same tradition as, as Dante's Divine Comedy, you know, which is a journey story, and it, it takes Dan. I you can't say he wakes up, but he finds himself suddenly in this unfamiliar landscape um, without really any trails or any clues, uh, and he has to kind of decide how to make it. Uh, to his goal, which uh, you know, obviously is is heaven, and uh, that's represented in the, in the book by a range of high mountains that he sees in the distance, and he feels a, a strong compulsion to um, to reach. And so he's got that's basically how it, how it begins. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he and as I understand, and, and I got to tell you, in all honesty, I'm reading the the the. the Kind of what's online with Ignatian and Amazon and stuff like that. I'm going. This is a book I want to read. So I, in my in my impulsive nature, got online and I ordered it up right away. So I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to. It. So he's not up there by himself, though, Michael. No, it's true. Obviously, kind of, that would be kind of a boring book if it was just him. Yeah. Um, he he has some help. Uh, there's a there's a a park ranger there who's really an archangel, uh, and uh, and he begins to meet. You know, there are people from his past that he encounters there, uh, which is all part of the the process of purgation that he goes through uh, as, as a soul in purgatory. Um, so, and again, in the end, he actually has to undergo a quest of his own uh, that really kind of helps him come to grip with the life that he's led. Uh, and and really helps him to be ready for, you know, meeting our Lord face to face. Oh, that's awesome. You know, one of the things we were talking about before you jumped on with us, Michael, was um, Teresa's father. 
was really is really uh, devoted toward the the poor souls of purgatory and praying for those. We do that as part of our daily 3 p.m. prayer here at the Abbey too, to pray for these souls that right. have passed away. Can you tell us? Does that is that woven into uh, the guide, the hiker's guide to purgatory as well? It is, but in a very different way. Um, I think you know generations of Catholics, uh, including me, we're kind of taught about purgatory as this really scary place where you were being punished and right. almost like you were you know kind of on slow burn for years and years and years yeah um and but that that's not the only thread of thought that there's been in the church about purgatory and i tried to revert back to one that i actually discovered while i was researching this book uh that goes back to dante and to some of the church fathers where the emphasis is on, as, as the name says, on purgation, on purification. Uh, and I decided to envision that rather than, a, than you sticking in one place undergoing punishment, there, it would be a journey where you actually learn to seek out and uh, deal with the, the things that, that, that you had done and the things that uh, had been done to you during your life that that made you not quite ready for heaven. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, that's that's great. We're, we're going to be up against a, a, a break here pretty quick. And, and okay. I'm, okay, she, we've got a couple minutes. So um, give me give me a, just a quick look. <laughs> this whole park ranger, archangel thing. Park ranger, archangel, when you said that. There's an archangel that's uh, actually posing, or is is. Uh, give us an example or, or a glimpse of what that character is like. Well, I you know it's, it's a, I needed somebody who would actually be telling this main character the stuff that I would want to tell him, um, and kind of setting him straight, mm-hmm. giving him the ground rules. Um, there's no map, uh, so he has to kind of find his way to where he needs to go because it's part of the part of the whole process of purification. But the, the angel, and he's in it, it's pretty obvious right from the start that he's an angel. You know, he's, just, he's wearing khaki, but, and he's not, got no wings. Um, but it's pretty obvious, and they, and they both come down to it very quickly, that that's where he's there. And he, he pops in at, at different intervals uh, in the story where, uh, where Dan really needs guidance, um, and where he's kind of come up against the wall. Uh, and the angel, his name is Rafe, uh, kind of um, helped him to uh, kind of get back on track. So basically finish his journey uh, in, in the way that, that he needs to finish it. So an archangel who is posing as a, as a park ranger in khakis named Ray is one of the central yeah. guiding factors in here. That is so You have awesome. got yeah. one you've got one wild imagination, Michael. I love it. Well, I love it. Michael, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back from the break, I really want to dive into your story and what led you to write this book and your inspiration for writing a hiker's guide to purgatory. So just stay with us over the break. Absolutely. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, it's Deacon Paul Trinan out here at the Abbey of the Hills with Teresa, and we are talking to a novelist, a novelist, Michael, Michael Norton from Michigan, who's written a book called A Hiker's Guide to Purgatory. So, Michael... Teresa asked this question right before the break, and I think it's the one burning question that I have is, why? <laughs> why does somebody at, uh, and, and first of all, have you written other novels prior to this, other books? Um, none that survived. I <laughs> three, three novels that ended up in the trash basket. This, this was the one I felt really, um, I felt driven or inspired to take this to completion, and so that, that, that's what I've done. Isn't that a beautiful feeling to have that inspiration and that drive be, 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 be coming is. upon it you? It is. It is. So yeah. wh- why this? Why this subject? Why this time? Why? 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 What's what's behind well, writing this book? Well, I, there are a number of whys, but I think the main was uh, the, the main thing was that I think having. I was writing it for ordinary people, um, people who, Catholics, Protestants, even non-Christians, who have found themselves wondering, you know, sometimes worrying about life after death. And maybe they're scared about what might be awaiting them, especially when it comes to purgatory. And, and I think, again, I think a lot of us have been scared of the whole idea of purgatory. And that's one of the reasons we have not thought maybe about about what comes after death as much as we ought to. Mm. Um, and, but when I, when I started to think about purgatory as a place of healing and transformation, 
rather than, or at least more than punishment, a, a place of hope. Um, I came across this, this quote from Pope Benedict, who said, Purgatory basically means that God can put the pieces back together again. And, and I thought, that's what really what Dan is doing. That's what this book is about. It's a, a guy who finally lets God put his pieces back together for him. That's beautiful. So, and that, that was my main thing first, was to, to make people think hopefully when they start thinking about the afterlife. Amen. Um, Amen to that. So, That's beautiful. Anyway, it, it, this image start, kept coming back to me over and over again. It's the opening scene in the book where suddenly here's this character, this guy standing there wondering what to do, and he's standing in front of this tall hill of grass that's waving in the wind. And, and you know, okay, well, what do I do now? Um, that was kind of... It kept haunting me, and then I wanted to know what came next. And so I just kind of came on one thing after another, one step after another. Yeah, some, some of what you're describing reminds me of some of the reading or writings that I've done of C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. and even of Mitch Album, oh, yeah. you know, the five people you meet yep. in heaven, but, but C.S. Lewis as well. It's just, it's really beautiful. So let's talk about I, this I a little. Of Lewis a lot. Go ahead. Yo, I, I imagine you did, and I hope you did, because I, I would love to see some. Some 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 of that as I read your book. That right. would be a beautiful thing. I, I think you will notice some of that. There's some quotes actually from him. Uh, you know, I was um, inspired a lot by the Great Divorce and yep. uh, also by uh, his Narnia book, which just you know I read my kids when they were growing up. And I yeah. myself. You talk about the, 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 the reference to the, the mountains off into the, the, you know, representing right. heaven, and that's so much with the great divorce. But let's back up yeah. a little bit for you personally again about the why, because, you know, your bio says, hey, here's a guy that wrote this book who left yeah. the Catholic faith when he was 18 and kind of stayed away for, I don't know, four decades. Give us a little bit of yeah. a, glimpse, a glimpse into that, if you could, Michael. I, you know, I'd be glad to. And I will confess uh, from the start that, uh, you know, Dan in this book, uh, he's not modeled on me, but, you know, certainly a lot of the things that happened to him are a lot like what happened in my life and certainly in the lives of a lot of people in my generation. You know, we, you know, back in the 60s, we walked away uh, and took a long time to finally make our way back. And boy, am I glad I did. Yeah. How, how does that happen after 40 years? How did, you know, just give us a glimpse of how that happens, because I think that's a beautiful story when pe- the people can really relate to. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wish I could, that my story was... Uh, I, I have to tell you that I actually pretty much came to destroying my life. Um, I was had all the gifts. Um, I was, you know, I was doing well in the physical sense, but um, in the end, I I, um, I destroyed my marriage. I destroyed the respect and the admiration of the people around me, and I found myself basically in a place where I, I could do nothing else but the one thing that I've been trying not to do for years and years and years. And that, that's you know, get down on my knees, and that's God what He wanted me to do. Wow! So it's been a lot of years. 
Um, and, you know, when that happened, that began the journey back. But it wasn't a fast journey. It, it took a lot of strange turns, but all of them good. All of them good, all of them necessary, all of them effective, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When you look back. Exactly. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate your, your transparency with that because I think that too just speaks to the people that are considering um, looking into a hiker's guide to purgatory like I did. I was online last night and it just captivated me. And I, I'm rather an impulsive guy and I think that's why my wife and I get, to get, get along so well because she's the opposite. <laughs> but, you know, I read, your, your, I read some of the things about you and some of the things about the book and I thought, this is a book I need. As a deacon, I need this because, you know, I'm, I'm preaching and I'm teaching confirmation and I'm, I've got children of my own. And I got questions of my own. I got questions of my own. Yeah. But I, I also, I just I really want any insight that I can bring into these things. You know, I mean, that's what God is. He's at the truth. The, he's the way. The, yeah. the, he's the He's the way, the truth, and the life. And and any right. more insight into this truth is is a good thing. So, super excited and, about. And go ahead. Uh, that, that's one of the main themes of the book. In fact, if you were to think of, okay, what would, what device would God use to bring you to a realization um, of, of how you need to be? And that, that's really to be in a place of truth. I think in, in this life, we, we fill ourselves with so many, so much um, falsehood. Um, we, we give ourselves excuses for the things we've done. Um, and and minimize the effects that they've had on other people. And I think if you were to think of, okay, the purgatory is a punishment. If there's punishment involved. If there's pain involved, it involves finally seeing the truth of the things that you did and the things that you neglected to do. Uh, the ways in which you failed to be a, a prince of heaven, a, a child of God. Oh, gosh. And I, I'm fired up that you brought up that as well. The things you did and the things you failed to do. The sins of omission, right? Well, easy to forget about. Right. I mean, we say that in the confidio, right? <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing. And I, 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 personally, when I go to my confessor, I'm always like, okay, yeah, I got this, these things that I've identified, but, but they're, they're silent to the things that I have not done that I should have done. So maybe right, I should spend right. some time reflecting on that before I go into that confessional as well. So it's mm-hmm. very good. Very, very, very good. So, okay, so the, you're living up in Michigan. You and your wife, you do a little bit of hiking up there. Is that right? We do a great deal of hiking up here, yeah. We try to keep ourselves in trim. And it, at least once a year, we'll try to get out west and, you know, do a big hike, you know, or a series of big hikes. So. And you mentioned you've been out to the Dakotas before. Yeah, yeah. Spent a lot of time in the Black Hills, and uh, Theodore Roosevelt National Park is one of our favorite places to hike. Yeah, that's awesome. My wife and I are going to the hills this weekend with a couple of grandkids, I think. So that'll be an interesting hike with them on our shoulders or in tow and things like that. Haven't done that a lot yet. But that's another. That's another. That's another book to be written: a hiker's guide to purgatory with grandchildren. No, no, no it'll it'll be heaven. A little redundant. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's awesome to talk to you, Michael. Thank you for joining us. We only have a couple of minutes left, but could you tell our listeners where they can find your book? 
Oh, thank you. That's a, <laughs> hopefully any any good Catholic uh, bookstore will have it. I'm not sure about the mainline folks out there, uh, but the, the safest place, and actually I think almost the most reasonable financially, is just to go straight to Magnificent. I mean Ignatius.com because uh, Ignatius Press is my is the publisher. And if you go to Ignatius.com and look for uh, a hiker's guide to purgatory. Um, you will find it, and they will ship it to you. And I think they offer a pretty nice discount too. They do. I'll, I'll attest to that. It's really, really reasonable. So I'm, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to receiving mine in the next couple of days. Yeah, so Good. great. Ignatian Press. Get it, let me know. Uh, Ignatian Press. Ignatius Press. Ignatius Press. Ignatia. Yeah. yeah. Ignatius. Yep. Correct. So that's a hiker's guide to purgatory. And our guests, we want to just say thanks. A bunch to our guest, Michael Norton, and um, we really hope folks will take this hike with uh, his character, Dan, and um, I think we'll see a lot of our own selves in, in this, uh, this, this, this adventurous hike. Gosh, beautiful. Well, Michael, God bless you. Bless the work of your hands, and um, hopefully we'll be in touch again sometime soon. God bless you, Michael. Well, God bless you. All Thank right. you very much. You betcha. All right. Well, yep. So long. So, a lot of things going on, Deacon. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big pivot, like we said from uh, from the the first interview with Hannah and talking about our our call to uh, to to mission for folks that have come heels of the Supreme Court decision. But you know, even that, even that can be seen in the light of some of these uh, these uh, issues as well, because. We take these sins of omission. Hannah had talked about her her hesitancy to reach out to people that are not like her. They're not in her circle of friends. And yet God calls her to do that. He calls me to do that. He calls us to do that. And um, being straight with the Lord in a, in a confessional way or in a purgatory way mm. to say, hey, you know what? God's calling us to truth. He's calling us to truth. And, you know... It's a, it's it's now or it's next. He's he's going to continue to call us. So we're about to go full circle though on that pivot. Yeah, we're going to come back to that pivot again one more time. Thank you. All right, folks, stay with us. Our next guest is a is a woman who actually runs a crisis pregnancy service, pregnancy resource center. Her name is Sarah Gillis, and she's out of the New Ulm, Minnesota area. We're excited to have her on board. So stay with us after these messages. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 